Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Thursday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas. And since without you mortal frailty can do nothing, grant us always the help of your grace, that in following your commands we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach. The prophet Elijah arose like a fire, his word flaring like a torch. It was he who brought famine on them, and who decimated them in his zeal. By the word of the Lord he shut up the heavens. He also, three times, brought down fire. How glorious you were in your miracles, Elijah! Has anyone reason to boast as you have? Rousing a corpse from death, from Sheol, by the word of the Most High, dragging kings down to destruction, and high dignitaries from their beds, hearing reproof on Sinai, and decrees of punishment on Horeb, anointing kings as avengers, and prophets to succeed you, taken up in the whirlwind of fire, in a chariot with fiery horses, designated in the prophecies of doom, to allay God's wrath before the fury breaks, to turn the hearts of fathers towards their children, and to restore the tribes of Jacob. Happy they shall be who see you, and those who have fallen asleep in love, for we too will have life. Elijah was shrouded in the whirlwind, and Elisha was filled with his spirit. Throughout his life, no ruler could shake him, and no one could subdue him. No task was too hard for him, and even in death his body prophesied. In his lifetime he performed wonders, and in death his works were marvellous. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let the just rejoice in the Lord. Let the just rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is King, let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. 
Let the just rejoice in the Lord. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. Let the just rejoice in the Lord. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let the just rejoice in the Lord. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Let the just rejoice in the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. You have received the Spirit which makes us God's children, and in that Spirit we call God our Father. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, In your prayers do not babble as the pagans do, for they think that by using many words they will make themselves heard. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be held holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven those who are in debt to us. And do not put us to the test, but save us from the evil one. Yes, if you forgive others their failings, your heavenly Father will forgive you yours. But if you do not forgive others, your Father will not forgive your failings either. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much to say about the Our Father. I mean, you know, saints, doctors of the church, monks, nuns, theologians have written reams on it. Um, and, you know, they, they all speak about the, the Our Father as being the perfect summary of prayer, describing the kind of attitude and relationship that exists between us and, and, and God. But the Our Father is so familiar to us that I think we can be tempted to take it a little bit for granted. So let's try and look at it from a different angle. Now, in 1992... Um, a German artist by the name of Cosi Piero put a sign on the door of the Theatine Church in Munich. And on it, she'd composed what she believed to be the exact opposite of the Our Father. So maybe considering the photo negative of this prayer can help bring into sharper contrast the true attitude of a son or daughter who prays the Our Father from the heart. So, so this is what Cosi Piero wrote. Man, which I am on earth, may my name be holy. May my kingdom come, and may it come through my own free will. I forgive this and all my trespasses. And I release myself from all evil. For this is my power and my glory for a short time. 
For here, man is at the very centre. And he's taken for himself the place of God. He's holy to himself and creates for himself his own kingdom. He has elevated the expression of his own will to the highest level and he absolves himself of any wrongdoing and accuses himself of no evil. The naked expression of man's power, that is his glory. Though it may not be forever and ever, it is so for a short time. So when the photo negative of the Our Father is placed before us, we can start to consider just how radical and challenging the familiar prayer of Jesus really is. God is God. He's the Father and he's the one who is at the centre. It is his name which is holy. Now, the Jews held the name of God holy by never pronouncing it. God's name is not one name among others. He's not one God among others. God is transcendent. And I'm not. He is being itself. And I'm not. I'm contingent. I depend on him. He is the Holy One, the ground of all existence. He's the cause of my existence. And we're taught to pray for the coming of His kingdom and the fulfillment of His will. We're to pray that He reign over us with the supreme confidence that our Father isn't a tyrant and His will happening on earth as in heaven will bring about our flourishing. When we pray that the Father would feed us and forgive us, we're speaking of the way in which we relate to God. We turn to him for our nourishment, acknowledging that we're needy before him. We need him to continually keep us in existence, even in the midst of our trespasses, our sins. You know, the anti-prayer that was written by Cosi Piero describes some of the difficult tendencies that are so present in our own hearts, our own humanity. We hear in those words the echo of our ancient pride. We hear the voices of Adam and Eve who didn't want God as Lord, but wanted to be independent, to choose good and evil for themselves. In my own plans and projects, I seek my kingdom to come. I seek my will to be done. And I can quickly excuse my own faults and failings because it's my name that's truly holy. And so we we come here upon a paradox. The prayer which is truly elevating and ennobling is the one that doesn't seek to exalt ourselves, but the one which glorifies God and acknowledges our humility before him. The prayer which makes us free is the one where we acknowledge our total dependence upon the Father. The prayer where we promise him our obedience. It would seem that we would be freest with the naked expression of our own will. When we're completely self-determined and independent. And that's the highest hope of the anti-prayer. And yet, the key to this paradox is found in those first words. Our Father. God is transcendent, but he's not a dictator. He's almighty, and he's a loving father. And so to acknowledge our dependence on one who loves us 
is not humiliating. To give our will to the one who wills our good doesn't harm us. To throw ourselves into the hands of one who loves us does not cause us to lose ourselves, but truly to find ourselves. Praising a God who is not my rival doesn't come at my expense. You know the anti-prayer? It's a recipe for loneliness. The Our Father is a prayer for communion. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.